is this guy? I don't know. Must have been to space. <laughs> we've got some rather late additions to the uh, episode here. As we sat down to record, we've had some great comments come through on Reddit that are well worth addressing. First of all, I was desperately trying to remember and failing to remember what the other robot that was originally involved in Heat-E was. We've been reminded it was a robot called Clyde Built, which was built by the same people as Rusty. They basically brought two robots along, one of them didn't work, so they entered the other one. It was some kind of spinner built on a bit of a budget. From what I've seen of it, it looks like it would have been quite interesting. But we didn't get to see it, so who cares? I mean, it looks it looks like the the picture in the re in the um, Robot Wars Wikia site looks like a mini, less well built tombstone. So it's that kind of shape, which is exactly why it would have been fun. The other comment makes a very good point about additional footage for the intro. Something that a lot of sort of casual viewers probably don't know is that the Roboteers tend to organise what's called whiteboard matches, which is basically robots that go out quite early. They've built the robot, they've made the trip, they want to have some fights. So behind the scenes in the pit, they will organise their own battles and there will be footage from those that could potentially have been used as part of an intro. The only issue with that is that they're usually not the best battles for TV because people tend not to put the big spinners and things into these whiteboard battles that you would want to see. It tends to be more like, you know, the behemoths of this world, the things that aren't going to smash the opponent up. I wonder if this is what's responsible for some robots entering in the arena in their televised fight not working correctly anymore. As far as I'm aware, people only enter these if they are already out. Okay, fair enough. It would be a very brave decision to have an extra fight for no reason when there's already a lack of repair time. <laughs> Life on the edge. One of the ones that we did see, actually, was in the Battle of the Stars special, which we haven't spoken about because there's not really much there for us to talk about. I've not watched it. But in those, they did show a fight between TR2 and Behemoth, where Angela and Dara were doing the driving. So that would be a good example of a whiteboard match. That one may have actually been filmed before the series started, because I know that Battle of the Stars was filmed before the main filming started, but obviously there's no real danger putting either of those in there with each other because neither of them is going to do any real damage. TR2 was also a reserve anyway and never fought. Yeah. It would have been a good time for Behemoth to test out that grabber, though, instead of doing it in an actual competitive fight. <laughs> that would have been a good move. But then it wouldn't be quite as recognisable, you know? Behemoth without its big scoop. That is very true, and probably harder to drive as well. Yeah, maybe. Because you can't just push up against something and lift it, and they found it hard enough to drive as it was. Yeah. Wait. Weird thing that you might not know about Behemoth, it has a reversing beep. <laughs> I think I did know that, yeah, that's a really weird thing to have in a robot. There's some fantastic onboard footage from the live tour, and I think they might even have put the onboard camera on for a couple of fights at Robot Wars, <laughs> which, first of all, is really weird to watch because the audio is just kind of the clattering and the electronic whir of the motors, which doesn't really match with the sound that's in my head when I watch Robot Wars. But then you've also got the bloody reversing beep going off as well every time they back it up. <laughs> That's amazing. What I don't know is when they first put that in, I hope it was there from their very first appearance. Is <laughs> it Series 1 or Series 2 they started? I don't know. They've been around a long time. They've been around forever and still haven't really got that far. But they've always been a good robot. They've. I feel like they've won... They must have won something, haven't they? A couple of times. I feel like I've seen battles where they're like defending some title or something. Maybe, Or is that just some rubbish title that doesn't really count for anything? They won slash were rewarded and defended the challenge belt in the first series of Extreme, which was probably the most cringeworthy thing to ever happen in the history of Robot Wars. Where it's basically, you get the belt, if you win three times you keep it, if you lose, the people that beat you get it and they try and defend it. It was one of many sorry excuses. Well, 
not excuses, sorry and tenuous reasons just to have fights. Well, it worked for me because I think that's probably exactly what I was thinking of when I was thinking they were definitely defending some titles. So <laughs> It was basically there for people that hadn't won anything. Tornado ended up coming in and getting it as well, so it was just kind of a bit dull from there. Yeah, oh well. If it had been kept between sort of mediocre robots, not that Behemoth necessarily fall under mediocre, maybe they're a little above that, but giving it to a robot that was already winning championships... That was a bit dull. Yeah. We've got one other bit of follow-up from, uh, <laughs> from, from Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> that wound was not going to stay closed for long, was it? No, it wasn't. So we've um, we've been given a, a technical definition of an engineer on the subreddit, which on the Robot Wars subreddit, which is a nice um, definition. It's basically saying that um, an engineer is someone with a qualification in engineering. So if you are like me and you have an engineering degree, then you are an engineer. All right. If you are if you are like Ryan and don't, then you're not an engineer. <laughs> I'm also not a technician, so I'm not really anything. No, so so they, they were they were saying on the uh, on the Reddit here that if if you're doing the same thing as like an engineer would be doing, but you're not qualified, then you are a technician, not an engineer. Um, I think that's a cool definition. And it also also sort of highlights to me that Ryan and I have been discussing many things at once, all under the same guise of what is an engineer. And I think a technical definition is nice to have. I feel like a lot of our discussion ended up being about whether or not having that qualification reduces your creativity or your imagination and i think we covered pretty well last time what we both think of that i'm not sure i was having that conversation i think i got very lost in the conversation i was trying to have you were having that conversation i was having a third peripherally related conversation of my own it's because we're really good at this <laughs> i know right? i mean I-, I was writing the show notes and i've rightly criticized pretty much everything that i personally said in that conversation because i did not do well um and it's also i just want to sort of take it back as well to where this all began which is that at the beginning of this podcast we were talking about jellyfish and dave lowry claims that not being an engineer and i'm going to assume by that he means he's not a qualified engineer in the way in it he he doesn't have a degree in engineering or something and he claimed that that gave him an advantage and that's the thing that that has bothered me for this entire time and still does bother me and that's what sparks all of these conversations but yeah technical technical definition of engineer it's cool to have i think it's nice to sort of know that it's nice to work with that Is it worth me taking a final second to clarify my position on all of this? Because I feel like I still haven't done a very good job of that. If you think your third attempt at this will clarify it, go for it. (laughs) If I'd planned for it, it might be better, but I'll go for it anyway. (laughs) I think I understand what Dave Laurie was getting at with that comment. I'm on the fence as to whether I agree with it. So I can completely understand why someone might be of the opinion that an engineer, as it were, and I'm doing air quotes as if that helps, an engineer is kind of this person that toes the line and follows the rules and that not being that kind of person not being bound by that education could lead you to come up with something out of left field and that's kind of what dave laurie had done with jellyfish you spoke about there being solved cases or whatever the phrasing was solved problems that's it so 